Greetings, team heads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by My Life Sports. I'm your host, Neil Piro, back at it with the latest installment of this Rockies podcast, looking to keep you, all the Rockies fans, updated with all the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies. It's been a, an interesting go-around for this club here as of late. There's no denying that. Um, you know, we're at the point now where it looks like 2019 is becoming a little bit of a lost cause for this club. Obviously, uh, still over, well over a month and a half left to play here this season, but you know, things are not looking good for the Colorado Rockies, who uh, currently are sitting in dead last place of that National League West division, uh, with a record of 50 and 59. So now nine games under 500 are the Rockies. Uh, so not great stuff as of late. But uh, before we dive into all of this Rockies talk and all that good stuff, want to make sure that you guys give me a follow on all that social media. Um, really appreciate it when you guys follow me on those outlets and all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Media by AP and on Instagram at avp.media. Really, really appreciate it when you guys uh, interact with me and uh, help me out with uh you know in your engagement and all that good stuff so if you guys want to follow me on there that would be fantastic um as well as staying up to date with all of the work that we have coming out over at mile high sports uh really we are denver's premier go-to source for sports media content uh between the magazine the radio station and the online website uh we really are your one-stop shop for all things colorado sports from the preps to the pros mile high sports uh that's what we do, all that good stuff as well. So uh, looking forward to it, uh, you know, to what the future holds as well. You know, for those of you that don't know, we just uh, ended up moving up, moving our studio location. We were originally downtown. Now we are over down by the DTC, which is where uh, some other major stations in the city are based out of. So uh, some bright things in our future. But uh, be sure to check out all of my work online at MyLifeSports.com. Again, those clicks mean a ton to me. Um, you know, I do put a lot of effort into all the articles that I do write, you know, try to keep you guys up to date and informed with what's going on with this baseball club uh so really appreciate that and then like i said the magazine is a it's it's a local version of sports illustrated to be completely honest with you guys uh doug ottawell does a fantastic job uh he's the editor-in-chief he makes you know he comes up with these crazy unique story ideas the covers are fantastic you know they're hanging on the walls in the studio and all that good stuff um the the magazine is is a must cop if you consider yourself uh, a fan of colorado sports and then obviously you know we also have the radio station am 1340 fm 104 seven um broadcast on live seven days a week we got shows monday through friday all the way through six o'clock uh, and i produced the afternoon drive program for television um which you could check out there at mile high sports but uh let's talk about these uh fighting colorado rockies or are, are they even still fighting at this point because it like i said to kick off this podcast it looks like it is a little bit of a lost cause with this club uh sitting nine games under 500 you know we've seen the new york mets series of late go on a little bit of a run uh, now you know, there's seven games up uh, since they've won seven in a row here now. Um, but for the Rockies, guys, it, it's just not looking good for them at the moment. Um, you know, they, they just can't get they just can't get on the same page. And that's the really frustrating aspect of all of this is, you know, they are talented. And, you know, they are capable of going on these runs. But this season, they've just been unable to string together, you know, consistent play, um, you know, consistent positive output. Um, you know, when the offense produces, the pitching doesn't and vice versa. So uh, the Rockies, like I said, sit with that record of 50 and 59. They uh, are seven and a half games back now of that wild card spot. Um, so not great stuff from them as of late, like I've been alluding to. Um, you know, like I said, John Gray has pretty much been the only solid pitcher for this club. 
um, you know, really in the last month and a half or so. We saw Herman Marquez last night uh, really go out there and dominate, but unfortunately his uh, outing was cut short due to some uh, a full body cramp is the official listing there. Um, so not, you know, they just they can't catch a break, you know, and, you know, teams do go through growing pains and there's always going to be difficulties, um, you know, trying to reach the ultimate goal and all that good stuff. But it, it's just been so disappointing um, overall. want to read a couple of quotes to you. Um, from general manager Jeff Breidich. Uh, he addressed the media yesterday after the, the Rockies pulled off a minor deal there. But here's a quote from Breidich on the season saying, Our expectations were to be a playoff contenders and buy at this deadline. He said, We expect it to be a playoff competitive team. We expected to play good ball based on the past two years. It became clear over time that some of the problems this group has were going to be difficult to solve all in one deadline. Um, you know, this is... You know, it's an accurate quote. Uh, an actual, an, ugh, I can't speak. An accurate quote right there from Breidich. Um, You know, I can confirm with full confidence that this club really did expect to make the postseason and, and contend for World Series this year. I was down in Scottsdale for spring training. Um, you know, was in and around that team for about a week down there. And you know, from Ryan McMahon to Nolan Arenado to Jeff Breidich to Buddy Black, the expectation was, you know, it was a simple one, but to win more games than they did last season. And you know, Tony. Walters is another player that would hammer that home, and that that, that has just not been the case here. Um, as this club has just been, you know, really it's it been dreadful, you know, especially as of late. Um, the Rockies, you know, just finished up the worst collective full month in club history, that being the month of July in the 2019 season with a record of six and 19. Um, you know, like I said, that is the worst collective record um, for the Rockies in club history through a full month. Um, another quote here from. Jeff Wright is saying, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, I didn't, certainly not like this. And, uh, you know, that's an allude that he's alluding to there, the catastrophic nature of the Rocky struggles here as of late, because that's exactly what it's been. Um, it, it has not been good. They've really just fallen flat in every single facet of the game. You know, Nolan Arenado even, um, you know, July was his worst statistical month since his rookie season. I believe he hit almost he close to 265, which is unheard of for somebody of his caliber. So, um, you know, it's, it, there's definitely been a trickle-down effect, um, you know, with everybody. It, it, it's just... It's you know it's it's frustrating and you can definitely sense that in the clubhouse. Um, I remember after the game that the Rockies won against Los Angeles, Ian Desmond you know had something to say along the lines of you know I hope it's not too late. You know he's a believer in this club and understands the talent in which they possess, but it, it's just been a struggle. Um, you know game in and game out to establish that level of consistency, and, and it doesn't get any easier from here, folks. Uh, you know the the schedule does not gonna get does not get any easier. Um, and, you know, just to recap, you know, what was a, a rambunctious trade deadline around the league, you know, the Rockies were radio silent, nor, you know, not buying nor selling. Um, they really kind of just stood pat, which I really feel is indicative of the frustration that has boiled throughout the clubhouse. And, um, you know, this season was really solidified after that season-long 10-game road trip against the Yankees and the Reds. Um, and, and the Washington Nationals, you know, that was a real opportunity for the Rockies to try to get back on track and, and you know, maybe string together a few wins. And, and they were unable to do that, losing all three of those series. So, um, you know, like I said, and, and then just to come home and lose a, a series to the Los Angeles Dodgers, especially after winning that first game, it, it, it's just frustrating. And, uh, you know, just to look at the schedule here, they, uh, the Rockies are set to start a three-game series against the San Francisco Giants beginning tomorrow night with first pitch scheduled for 640. Um, you know, Peter Lambert will be on the mound in that game for Colorado. Lambert, the 22-year-old, 
um, who was summoned from AAA Albuquerque in the middle of the season. Um, he, he's been okay, you know, not great, but, uh, you know, I don't think there was really that high of expectations for somebody that is 22 years old and, and has never really been regarded as a top pitching prospect around the game. You know, he's been a highly regarded prospect in the Rockies system, but, you know, he's never been regarded as, you know, an ace-esque type, um, you know, among scouts in the game. So um, he will go on the hill for game one, followed by John Gray, who has surprisingly been the Rockies' ace this season. Uh, Gray pitching to a record of 10-7 and with an earned run average of 3.88, and he will go up against giant starter Madison Gum- Gumbarner. What was I going to say? Bumgarner, excuse me. Uh, Bumgarner surprisingly was not traded this trade deadline. Uh, the Ro- or the uh, Giants, excuse me, have really surged here as of late, playing really solid baseball, and, and it looks like they might give manager Bruce Bochy a, a farewell tour in the postseason this year. So the Giants ended up, uh, you know, Staying, you know, staying the course and sticking with Madison Bumgarner. So, uh, a really good pitchers duel on tap at Coors Field scheduled for Saturday. Um, so that'll be an interesting game to watch. But let's let's talk about John Gray here for a little bit because a lot of this podcast really has been negative. But John Gray has been the one positive to come from within this Rocky starting rotation. Um, he's been absolutely phenomenal. His last time out, hurling eight innings, um, you know, really just blanking the Dodgers out there in, in a really just his best start probably of his career outside of that game where he had, you know, I think it was, what, 16 strikeouts or something like that. Um, he was exquisite on the mound against the Dodgers, throwing eight innings, giving up just three hits and one earned run while only striking out six batters. You know, we're used to seeing John Gray, you know, strike out the side every now and again and, and you know, putting up these multi-strikeout, these double-digit strikeout performances and to see him, you know, be reserved on the mound and, you know, only punch out six batters, but come away with that good of a, you know, of a line is phenomenal. And I really do think it is a major sign of growth from Gray, um, you know, both mentally and physically. Um, I remember there was an instance in that game against the Dodgers in which Gray allowed the first two runners of the inning to reach base. Um, and that would usually spell disaster. And I believe one, if not both of those runners, we reached via a walk. And, you know, that is disaster times two. Um, and, you know, instead of crumbling under the pressure, Gray really rose to the occasion and, you know, dominated and I believe proceeded to strike out the side in that inning. And, you know, that's really, really, you know, supporting the fact that he has grown mentally. And uh, a little bit of a selfish plug here, I, I did write an article on John Gray for Mile High Sports Magazine. It was the sports science issue of the magazine. So, um, you know, I did a deep dive about his off-season program, which kind of led to this resurgence on the mound for him. So um, be sure to check that out online. I know the story's posted there as well, um, you know, because there is a, a little bit of a method to the magazine here in in regards to why Gray has been so much better this season compared to years past. So, um, yeah, John Gray going to be on the mound there in that second game against the Giants. And to round it out will be Mr. Kyle Freeland. Oof, I don't even know where I want to start with Kyle, guys. Uh, Really just been an absolutely dismal season for him you know, following up what was a phenomenal season for him in 2018. Freeland placed within the top five of the National League Cy Young voting that year. Um, but this year has been, you know, anything but that, pitching to a record of 2-9 and nine with an earned run average of 7.48. So just really not great stuff from Kyle Freeland, the left-hander, um, the Colorado native, Colorado native as well. So, um, you know, Herman Marquez is the other guy that struggled, and he was actually really solid his last time out. Um, but like I said, he did end up leaving – 
he was uh, in the seventh inning throwing some warm-up pitches and uh, unfortunately cramped up, which forced him to leave the game. And I believe the score was 0-0 at that point, and somehow the Rockies end up losing 5-1 to um, as Wade Davis decided to implode on the mound again. So that's that. Um, you know, and, and really just the Rocky season in a nutshell, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, Wade Davis has been absolutely awful at home this season, but really, really good on the road. Um, he has an ERA under one on the road, I believe a mark of 0.68 compared to a mark that is well over nine at home at Coors Field. So, um, and the really interesting part about the Wade Davis dilemma is that he had success at Coors Field last season. You know, his struggles were nowhere near as severe as they've been here, um, as of late at Coors and and you know his struggles along with the you know some of the young guys in the bullpen as well have really hindered the Rockies ability to get started and um, get on a run here so um, yeah it, it's been a really really interesting time for the Rockies and their fan base um, and really the club in general you know I read you those uh, quotes from general manager Jeff Breidich and he clearly uh, is confused dazed by it as well and I'll hammer this home again you know thank God that this was not a contract year for Nolan Arenado I mean could you imagine the commotion that would be going on around the franchise if Nolan Arenado um, you know entering the final season of his deal this is what they put forth you know I mean you'd have to put your money on him departing, you know, and, and maybe he's sitting here scratching his head and, and wondering about that three-year opt-out because he's playing phenomenal baseball this year, and, you know, this Rockies team has not been able to live up to the hype of the past two seasons. And, and it's really confusing as to why, you know, it, it's easy to understand why the Rockies thought that they could be good this season, but to be a World Series contender after losing some critical components in the offseason, you know, a la Adam Adovino and DJ LeMahieu, um, you know, you regressed in certain categories. You were, you know, the Rockies were really depending on youngsters like Ryan McMahon and, and Garrett Hampson and Rommel Tapia to, to step things up. And, you know, to their credit, they have in spurts and David Dahl's played well and Ian Desmond's improved. But, you know, these guys are not, they don't have experience, you know, in, in getting to the promised land. And, you know, you look at a team like the Dodgers and the NOS that, you know, when David Freeze is the 25th man on your roster, you know, the second second to last guy to come off your bench, and you look at the Rockies and, and that's their version of Pat Vileka, you know, advantage Dodgers all, all the way. You know, the Rockies are just not a deep team. You know, on the surface, they can compete with a lot of teams, you know, one, you know, in, in that lineup between Arenado, Dahl, Blackman, Story, all that stuff. Um, you know, they can, but it, it's the bench game, the depth game, and the bullpen game where the Rockies have really struggled this season. And, you know, to their credit, they have invested in those areas in the past. You know, the Brian Shaw signing, the Jake McGee signing, the Davis signing. You know, those were big bids for the Rockies to try to shore up the back end of that uh, that bullpen to, you know, solidify games. And, and, and you know, the, the deals just haven't worked out to their liking, and, and that's baseball sometimes. And, you know, that's where teams like the Dodgers have the advantage because if, if they sign a player that doesn't work out, they can, you know, let him go without repercussion and sign somebody that's just as good, if not better, um, you know, because they have those funds. So the Rockies have to be a little bit more selective with where they spend their money. And because of that, you know, their windows are never going to be as big as the Dodgers. You know, they're never going to be able to compete for a World Series, you know, for five to six years like Los Angeles has. They're always going to be, have, you know, they'll be competitive. You know, they should always be able to be competitive. But, you know, that World Series window is only going to be open for, you know, a year or two at a time, you know, a la the Kansas City Royals in 2015. Um, you know, and, and I think that's what makes last season so frustrating because of how good the club was. Um, so, you know, it, it's really just been a whirlwind of commotion for the Rockies this season. Um, they After San Francisco comes to town here, they got to go up against uh, Houston, followed by San Diego, and then a trip to Arizona. So, 
Houston a, a really tough schedule there. Um, but San Diego and Arizona, you know, teams they can beat up on, and it's unfortunate that they're not going to be in a position to, you know, try to make a run at this thing here at the moment. So, um, you know, but it is what it is. You know, they're going to keep on doing what they're doing and uh, likely going to end up out of the postseason this year. Um, you know, and like I said, it is what it is, and it's unfortunate for the Rockies and their fans, but it's the reality of the situation and, and the nature of the game. You know, you have to make the right moves to be competitive, and unfortunately the Rockies have not done that here in 2019. So, um, you know, where do we go from here? Uh, you know, you you hope to win as many games as possible, get some morale going, and, and you know, maybe you can go on a miracle run, but it's not looking great right now here, folks. Uh, so we'll see what happens. A lot of interesting stuff coming out of Rockies world at the moment. Um, you know, obviously not the best. They stayed quiet at the trade deadline for the mo- most, most point, uh, making a minor trade with the New York Yankees, but uh, nothing major coming from the, from the Rockies. So it looks like they're pretty content with how this season will end. But uh, that's going to do it for me, guys, for the latest installment of the 20th of Blake podcast. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening to this one. Again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, that would be fantastic. Really helps me be, uh, you know, better craft myself as a reporter. You guys can follow me on Instagram at AVP media and on twitter at media by ap really really appreciate it and be sure to check out all of our content online at milehighsports.com we have uh you know new podcasts new videos new articles new radio spots all that stuff uh, updated daily so be sure to keep your eye out um, for all that especially with the broncos starting up now you know just because the rockies stink doesn't mean that colorado sports end um, the broncos tonight playing in that canton ohio uh, hall of fame game so uh, i know our broncos team has got that all locked down as well as the college team for the buffs and then uh, before you know it the nuggets and the avalanche will get going and uh you know it's it's a circle it's a circle of life a circle of sports um you know here in the mile high city and uh before you know it 2019 will be over for the Rockies and uh, onward and upward to 2020 uh, and we'll see what they can do from there guys but uh, like I said that's going to do it for me folks Uh, again social media stuff on Instagram at avp.media and on twitter at media by ap really really appreciated you guys but hope you guys enjoyed the latest installment of the 20th and blake podcast a colorado rocky centric podcast powered by mile high sports either luke or myself will be back with a new podcast here in the next couple of days but uh until that guys you have a nice night and enjoy it all